this morning I was just thinking about some things and one of the things that I felt as is my introduction to Pastor Matt. Let's give Pastor Matt Garner a really great warm welcome this morning. I was thinking of Moses and the burning bush and Planet Shakers Church um, is a burning bush for Australia today and I really believe that and we could all go to Planet Shakers but then I'll have a job anymore so don't do that or we can bring Planet Shakers to us and uh, we've done that before with other Planet Shakers speakers here and uh, it's, it's a real honour for us to host Pastor Matt this weekend. Just to give you some background of Pastor Matt, he was a, a youth pastor in Perth um, quite a number of years ago. He's been with Planet Shakers in Melbourne for around about seven years and has uh, pioneered a campus, the North Campus called Planet Shakers Melbourne. They did that eight months ago and there's 1,000 people there. And I'll tell you something, that's just that's not an accident. There's an anointing there, there's a, there's a, there's a vision there, and there's a purpose in what they do. But what we have to do as, as a people of God is find out what we can, learn what we can from what they do, and we can, uh, we can incorporate some of those things in our personal lives, in our church. And I believe that um, God wants to do something with us here at One Heart that is going to be significant and powerful. So I'd like to um, welcome Pastor Matt to share with us this morning some leadership principles. And uh, let's give him a really good... Let's stand to our feet as he comes and welcome him today. God bless you, mate. Good, on you. good morning, everybody. How are you? How did all the best-looking people end up in one place this morning? Just turn to your neighbour and tell them you're looking so beautiful today. Now turn to that other person that you just really rudely ignored then. And maybe you were saying something without saying something, but just tell them, don't worry, Jesus loves you. Hey, it's really good to be here this morning. I do bring greetings from my pastors, Pastor Russell and Sam. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about, I suppose, the anointing that's on, on Planet Shakers and what we do, um, you know, certainly Pastor Russell and Sam are just kind of once-in-a-generation type of leaders. And what God's doing through them is pretty amazing, to be honest. And it's, it's a pleasure to participate realistically in um, a word and a vision that God's given someone else and uh a lot of leaders are, are around the place are looking for their own vision but i reckon you know if god's already got a few visions out there well, one of those is just the gospel right it's a pretty good vision to partner with um you know i think i'm cool to just get on board and allow the holy spirit to move amen so we started a campus eight months ago as pastor rob was talking we've got 1,194 people on our church database at the moment. Uh, we have kind of roughly probably because we're pretty new and we're in a really fast-growing area, not just in Melbourne but in Australia in the northern suburbs. There's some really, there's a lot of development happening there. And uh, over 100,000 people a year are moving into Melbourne um, from not just all over Australia but all over the world. And, um, you know, it's my privilege to say that we'll be um, taking over Sydney soon. Um, no, not really. It's a good rivalry there, though. Um, and so we started eight months ago, and, yeah, we got about eight or 900 people actively participating in church life. Uh, 
at the moment and it's exciting since we've started we've seen over 350 decisions for Christ and um, you know we're not really focusing on growth from other churches come on we're focusing on the lost that's why we moved out into a community um, because that community needs Jesus amen and uh, so it's just been good just been amazing just being a part of that to be honest I was pastoring one of our other campuses prior to that and my heart was really in that we were having a really good time seeing God do something and um, we were had probably about eight or nine hundred people on that campus maybe a bit more actually eight or nine hundred on a Sunday and then um, God called us out here we are I've got a wife just one thank you um I mean, if I said more than one, you'd be like, well, Pastor Rob, this is awkward. <laughs> you know, one heart, two wives. <laughs> um, and she's amazing. And then I've got three kids and uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun at my house. So thanks so much for having us. Is that all right? I'm just going to talk to you today like I talk to my, my own team and leaders and stuff like that. I don't really know, you know, um, Pastor, Pastor Rob said that, you know, we're going to have some leadership principles, and we'll probably have all that, but I just really know how to preach, and uh, that's about it, and so hopefully that blesses you this morning. But I do want to, I want to uh, speak to you today, as we do just bring a few thoughts out, and like I'd say to my own team, we're an, a note-taking culture, because we want to retain the information and the revelation that God's speaking to us, so you can get your personal device out, or notepad or whatever it might be you can write some of these things down but I want to I want to talk to you today from the subject of one heart one focus one heart one focus and we're going to read uh yeah we're going to read from the book of Acts chapter 3 and uh we're going to read from verse number one and then we're going to talk a bit this morning is it all right if I get a bit loud just I might not even need the microphone I get excited around God's Word, and so if I, if I do, just block your ears. I don't mind. I don't mind. We run a service during the week for all of our um, elderly people. Like, our oldest planet shaker turns 100 in May. And so, the exciting thing about that is he got saved, first-time decision, at 96 years old. Isn't that cool? And so it's pretty funny because we're a fairly, um, I think the word I'll use is vibrant church. And um, we have this service on a Wednesday. They call it WOW because it's worship on Wednesdays. Um, don't laugh. It's legit. Um, no, you can laugh. It's funny. Um, they came to me one time. They said, because um, it was, long story short, it was a carry-on from a previous church that... that um, that we merged with essentially and don't you dare turn turn off my computer's doing weird things and um and they they came to me and it was so sweet they said god's spoken to us we want to change the name so it comes under planet shakers and and i and i was like oh, okay because that was a big big deal to them like we're going to call it planet wow <laughs> call it what you want as long as people are coming to jesus Let's read the Bible. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, 
where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Verse number three reads, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention. Everybody say, attention. Expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's ankles became strong, and he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Uh, sorry, he, and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Praising God. Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that your word is powerful, Father. Doesn't matter really who's speaking to it, Father, but we have open, we have open hearts. Who's speaking about it or who's preaching it? Father, we have open hearts to receive your word as if it is you speaking to us. So I pray today, Holy Spirit, even as your word is being preached, would you come and walk up and down each and every one of these, these aisles, Father? Would you come and transform us? Would you come and change us? Would you enlarge us, Father? I pray today in the name of Jesus that even as I'm preaching, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be, you would be ministering healing and breakthrough and clarity of vision today into every single person in this place, I declare in Jesus' mighty name. Father, let your anointing just begin to flow like never before throughout this meeting. We don't want to wait to an altar call. We don't want to wait to when there's a keyboard player. We don't want to wait for any of that. We just want to have hearts that are open. And so, God, we just pray, speak to our hearts, change our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Focus. One heart, one focus. One heart, one focus. You know, uh, it's super important for all of us to understand that our focus is one of the most powerful things that you and I have control over in our lives. Focus. Everybody say focus. 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 We've, we've got to be a people. There, there's so many people doing a whole lot of things and the risk for a lot of young leaders and for a lot of inexperienced leaders, I suppose, is to get excited by the next thing that comes along. But there's something powerful about focus. You know, one of the greatest things that we've got as, as a church, as the church of Jesus Christ, is that we've got one focus, and that focus is the gospel. To be honest with you, that focus is sometimes, um, that, that focus, yeah, that focus is, is us understanding that we exist to reach those that are not currently amongst us. Amen. We have a focus, and that focus is found in the Great Commission, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is the focus. That is the heart of this church. That is the one heart that we have. That's why in the book of Acts, the Bible says that they were in one heart. They were in one accord. They had one mind. What was that mind? That mind was on the, that focus. That heart was fixated and directed towards God's heart, which is for humanity being saved. Come on, somebody. I don't reckon we should ever pull back until every last person in Port Lincoln hears about the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, I don't think you heard me this morning. I'm preaching right now. I don't think you heard me. I didn't say when we kind of start getting, you know, I'm not talking about, well, I'm tired. I need to pull back a little bit. No, I'm saying we have a mission. We have a focus. We've got to press in. Can I just burst a bubble for a moment? Is that all right? You're going to get tired. You're going to go through trials. Come on, somebody say preach it. This is, I just said that to encourage myself through you. Because we're going to go through stuff. The moment that you thought Christianity was meant to be this big absence and divine, uh, divine extraction from life's problems and things that you're going through, friend, you've missed what this is all about. You're going to go through certain things. Excuse me while I do this. This is so annoying. You think it would be good? I should have just done it on paper. Um... And one of the main reasons is because it's got face, facial recognition. And so if you see me going like this, it's not the anointing. <laughs> anyway, we'll just roll with it. It's all good. I thought I did that. How do I get rid of this? Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, I was trying to, and then I got locked out. Focus, focus. Focus is, is um, for a leader, for a leader, focus is important. If you ever run a business, an organization, if you ever run a small group, if you ever, ever run a team, if you've ever been involved in something, the lack of uh, movement isn't often uh, as a result of the lack of action. Because churches can be busy places. Businesses can be busy places, but often it's not the lack of action, often it's the lack of focus. It's the lack of direction. That's why I love the name of this church, One Heart. Why? Because it just straight up says, we've got to focus. And focus is one of the things that you and I have control over. I'm not saying it's easily controlled. Come on, somebody. I look at my three-year-old son sometimes and I'm like, yep, that's me playing with this one minute, doing that the next minute. But there's something powerful about focus. It is one of the most powerful forces I believe that you and I have to control is focus. Focus determines everything. I want you to write this down. You get what you focus on. You get what you focus on. I heard a preacher say it like this. Aim, sorry, yeah, I heard him say, say it like this. He said, action without aim leads to exhaustion. Action without aim leads to exhaustion. You know, in this session, because we've got another session after this, I'm, we're just going to teach a little bit and then um, we're going to do a bit of ministry in the next session and pray. And uh, But action without aim, it leads to exhaustion. You can have a whole lot of stuff happening, but you've got to have focus. Come on, somebody. You've got to have focus. You've got to have a decision made up in your mind of where you're going. Think about it like this, like, uh, you know, uh, often when you're hearing someone speak about focus or when you think about focus, a laser beam comes into my mind. Did you know that the sun, I've written this down, I'll get it right, uh, billions of kilowatts bathe the earth every day. The outer temperature of the sun is 5,500 degrees Celsius. 
a laser only takes a few kilowatts in comparison, but because of focus, it can cut through steel. Focus. Just a few kilowatts, just a few little things, just a few little bits and pieces focused in the same direction is more powerful than that kind of scattergun approach that we kind of might have. Focus. Focus. You know, Pastor Rob at the moment is preaching about freedom. What's he saying? He's saying prophetically the Holy Spirit speaking into my heart that that is something that we've got to focus on that that's something that we've got to lean into. And you've got to understand, all hell, all hell will probably start breaking loose around your life. You'll start discovering these invisible prisons and chains that you might have been trapped in. Why? Because whenever the man of God starts going after something, the enemy is always going to start going, uh-uh, I'm going to remind you that I know he's preaching about freedom, but let me show you how you're not. Let me show you how you're bound. Let me show you how, how you're this and that. And this is why you've got to always listen when the preaching of God's Word is happening. Why? Because they're trying to get your focus of what the enemy is trying to show you and get you focused on who your new identity in Christ Jesus actually is. It's all about the power of focus. It's all about focus. What are you going to give your attention to? What are you going to give your attention to? What are you going to give it to? That's an important question. Why? Because faith starts with what you pay attention to. Faith starts with what you pay attention to. The Bible says here and uh, in verse number 5, it says, So the man, the paralyzed man, gave them his attention. Did you know there is a, a cost involved? There is a transaction that takes place when you give something attention. Why? Because your attention is like, it's like a commodity in a way. And at one given moment in time, you only have a certain amount of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, when I'm with my children, I want to make sure that I'm actually with my children. I'm not with my children and on Facebook. I'm just with my children. Why? I'm not with my children but giving my attention to, you know, ESPN, the NBA's on. Come on, somebody. And that's, that's tough, but it's, it, it's true. I'm, I'm, no, I'm focused. I'm giving my attention to them. Why? Why am I giving? Why do we use that word giving? Why? Because we've only got a certain amount of attention that we can give to something. That's why, you know, a number of years ago, I started a, a, a business. And when I started that business, I had the approach that any work was just good. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And then this opportunity came up and it was all within the same kind of market. But it was like, yes to that. Yes to that. Yes to that. Come on, cash flow. Come on, somebody. Yes to that. Yes to that. Yep, that would be good too. Yes, 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 yes. But the deeper I got into business, the more successful my business came, the more I realized that I only have the, if I want to do something good, if I want to be effective in what I, what I do, I can only give my attention I can't give my attention to what I used to. I can, I've got to give my attention now to just this thing and master that because I've only got a certain amount of focus. 
You know, in business, there's this principle about about um, a lot of businesses are kind of like a, a mile wide and an inch deep. In other words, they know a whole lot of stuff about a whole lot of, or they, they know a little bit about a whole lot of stuff. But it's far better for your long-term growth to be an inch wide, but a mile deep. Does that make sense? Why? Because it's about focus. You've got to be someone that's in focus. Why is that principle important? Why, uh, and uh, the reason why it's important is simply because we've only got certain amount of focus. Come on, somebody. That's why when you're in praise and worship and the team are leading us up here so, so uh, amazingly and all the things are happening, that's why where does the devil appear? He starts trying to attack your focus. He starts trying to attack your focus. He starts trying to get your focus of everything. Oh, it's too loud today. Oh, I can't listen to that guy preaching. He's got rips in his denim jacket, you know, and all of a sudden your focus is here rather than on the word of, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I can't believe that person's leading again, you know, or I can't believe they're doing that song again. I can't believe it, you know. Someone was too loud then. Come on. You know, oh, this and that. I'm not sure what it is, but what's the enemy trying to do? He's trying to take your focus. Why? Because what you give your attention to is what you end up receiving from. Especially in praise and worship. Man, we should just come in and just be like, I don't care what the songs are. I don't care what it sounds like. If the screens blow up this morning, who really cares? Because the worship doesn't come from a song I'm singing. The worship comes from my heart. The worship is is an expression that I just want to give God anyway. We could be singing Kumbaya, my Lord. But my focus is still going to be on Jesus. Why? Because the song is not the author and the finisher of my faith. The music team are not the one that saved me. This church isn't. These pastors aren't. Who is Jesus? So I'm going to give all my attention, all my focus, all of my love towards him. I'm not going to allow myself to fall out of focus. I'm going to stay, stay focused. It costs you to be focus. Husbands, if you want to have, or spouses, if you want to have a successful marriage, it's going to take focus. Parents, with your children, I'm only new in the game, so I'm just prophetically preaching about how good my parenting is going to go. You know, focus. Focus. And the Bible says that the man gave them his attention. And I want you to see that. Why? Because what you give your attention to is what you receive from. So if you're focused, this is the problem with mental illness, for example. What does it do? It chews up your focus. I'm not preaching down to mental illness at all, but I'm just helping you to understand. I'm helping you to understand. And I want you to, I want to, I want to say this because I really do believe it. The presence of fire does not su- suggest the absence of God. The presence of trial, because sometimes I think in the Pentecostal church, we kind of talk about before you're set free and after you're set free, and we don't have that part in the middle. But the last time I checked, 99.99% of the church are in that middle. 
Keep walking the journey. You might wake up all depressed and flat tomorrow morning. Keep walking. There's going to be another day. Some miracles are instant. I pray that all the miracle, all those transformational things in my life are instant. But I'm sorry to tell you then most of them aren't. They're just not. But you know what they require? They require our focus. They require us being a people that's just like, no, no. Why? Because what depression tries to do is get your focus on a terrible tomorrow. But what Jesus does, what the good news is about, is that, hey, even in your right now, you can have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Even in your right now, you can, ha- you can have a confidence in God that there's a hope for tomorrow, that you've got a better future, that tomorrow is going to be better than today. But you receive from what you give focus to. Come on, leaders, I'm going into your heart right now. You receive from what you focus on. This man was like, I need silver and gold. I need this. And check out what the, the, the and this is what all good leadership do. Why? Because some people are asking for things that they don't really actually need. The solution in how they think they're going to get free or how they think they're going to move to the next level in their life isn't often the thing that is going to help them. They're asking for silver and gold, but what is what are the like? They're mean. Peter and John straight up. Sorry, man, you're getting straight up played. We don't have silver and gold, but what we do have is this invisible thing called Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was the paralyzed man, can we just be real in this church? I would have been. I would have moved on to the next people coming to pray. Am I the only normal people person in this church? I would have been like, show me the money, Jerry Maguire styles, you know. But this is what good leaders do. Good leaders have the ability to see what people actually need before they, the people that need it see it themselves. Silver and gold, I have none. Well, we don't have that, but we know what you really need. And instead of giving you a quick fix right now and giving you a few coins, we're going to give you with something that's far greater. We're actually going to, because of Jesus, you're going to be healed in such a way that you can actually go and get your own job. Come on, somebody. See, he got silver and gold, but it just looked like a a job. His prayer was answered, just not in the way that he thought he was. And as leaders, at times, we've got to have that discernment from Holy Spirit Hey, they're asking for this, but really what they need is that. That's why, can I encourage you? Your pastors have this discernment factor on their lives that they just know. They just know, and even sometimes without articulating it, they don't, they don't, they don't need to. It's not, it's not a part of your agreement for them to have to articulate every why behind every what you've just got to trust God that in that moment when 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 you said God use me whatever it takes I'll do whatever that prayer that you prayed as a leader that we've all prayed the most the worst prayer you could ever pray but you know in that moment then you've got to just let go and trust God 
and say, you know what, God is going to use Pastor Rob and Pauline as a vehicle. I'm asking for silver and gold. I want the microphone. I want the stage. I want this. I want that. I want to be a leader here. I want to do that. This is where I see my destiny going. But hey, you know what? They might be like, hey, well, that position isn't available right now. But what we do have is we have, we have this in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up and walk. Don't get fixated on your destiny. Get fixated on your purpose. You're tripping up and struggling with church life because you're fixated on a destination. But God's more about purpose than he is destiny. What I mean by that is we're like, I want to be a pastor. And we have a picture of what there looks like. Do you know what I mean? But I heard T.D. Jake say this week, when you get to there, there doesn't feel like there because there's always another there from there. Focus on purpose. Don't focus on destiny. I'm not saying God doesn't have a destiny for your life. I'm just saying don't, don't make destiny an idol. Because you'll paralyze your ability to move forward if you're focused on a destination, on a role, on a job, rather than on the purpose that God, at the end of the day, the ultimate destiny is us becoming like Jesus. Focus, the power of focus. How long do I have? Zero minutes. Awesome. Focus. So I want you to write that, that first thing down. You've got you to pay attention. What are you focused on? Narrow it down. Like a laser, focus. It's powerful when it's focused. The next thing that I want to say is that uh, the next two points are really confusing because they're the same point, but they mean a different thing. So you're ready to write this down. You've got to fix your focus. You've got to fix your focus. We've got to make sure that we're focused on the right thing. Fix your focus. Hebrews 12.2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author or the perfecter, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Another translation, I think the New King James says, the author and the finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. This is why we've got to fix our focus because some of us are focused on the wrong things. We've got to be 100%. Come on, I'm preaching to myself right now. We've got to be fixed on Jesus. He's the one that we've got to be fixed on. He's the one focal point that we have. Looking to Jesus, the Bible even says there that for the joy that was set before him, even Jesus had a focus that was before him. I want to say this. You might want to write this down. But the devil works in the realm of memory. But God works in the realm of vision. And it all has to do with your focus. In other words, the devil, the enemy, will always, or let's say it like this, your unrenewed mind, our sinful nature, we blame, blame a lot on the devil a lot of it has to do with just our unrenewed thinking. That poor guy gets a bad rap. Um, that was a joke. Um, the enemy works in the realm of memory. You notice he's always trying to frame your future with your past. 
But God's always, always trying to frame your future with how he sees your future. In fact, God always speaks into your now as if you were already in your tomorrow. Have you noticed that really annoying thing about the prophetic? Is that God is always bringing a word into your now circumstances about your tomorrow. I find it annoying anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Because that's, that's how God shifts us. God always speaks into the perfected you. God always speaks into the, uh, the identity that you have in Jesus. For the joy, that's why we've got to fix our focus. We've got to make sure we're, we've got our focus on the right things. Why? Because if you're trying to live out your life, if you're trying to lead from a place that is anchored in the past, you're always going to be leading in the wrong direction. You've got to fix your focus. Fix your focus. Get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes off others. Get your eyes off your disabilities, your preferences, and get your eyes on Jesus. It's not the lack of faith. It's a lack of focus. Lack of focus. One heart. One focus. And the, the, last, the last point. Sorry, I've gone over time. I wasn't. Am I? Am I right? Five minutes. You tell a preacher that and it's like, it's like 55 minutes. So the first point was pay attention. As leaders, we've got to be, number one, we've got to be going, what are we giving our attention to? And number two, where are we directing the people that are following us? Where are we directing their attention? That's what good leaders do. This is what Peter and John did. You thought you wanted that, but really what you need is Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love it, and I'm always greatly challenged uh, whenever I get to interact with Pastor Russell and Sam. And, but they're always just, like, if, I, if I'm personally going through something or something's happening, and like, all right, well, what does the Bible say? What's, a, what's the Bible say? What, would, what did Jesus do in that time? It's really simple, but you know what it's doing? Yeah. It's fixing my focus on the right thing. It's causing me to give my attention to the right thing, you know? That's the first point. Give your attention. You've got to give it to the right thing. Obviously, we, we uh, said in the second point as well, you've got to fix your focus. You've got to make sure your focus is right. Joseph Prince wrote, wrote a book called The Power of Right Believing. And I reckon the reason why I called it The Power of Right Believing is because there's a whole lot of wrong believing that goes on. And this is one of the reasons why the church isn't free. Because we believe, but sometimes we believe in the wrong direction. And my third point, first point, pay attention. Second point, fix your focus. Third point, you're ready to write this down? Fix your focus. Mind-blowing. It's the first sermon ever where you've had, like, you, you know the preacher's struggling for content, right? When points two and three are the same. Just keeping it real in this church. Fix, fix your focus. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. It was set. Now I want to use this word fix to imply that word in Hebrews chapter 12 too, set. Fix, set. That word 
for the joy that was set before him. That actually uh, kind of refers to the, the Greek word basically means to like to concrete, to cement, to have it establish. And that's what we've got to do with our focus. You know, as a leader, you've got to have that determination and that resolve in your heart. You've got to you got to have that commitment in your life to one heart, one focus, where you're just like, no matter what happens, I'm fixed here. You know, the only way you're going to get through hard times is when you resolve in your heart right now, I'm fixed on this. The only way you're not going to fall out of church life, just preaching real today, is, is, is when you've got that set and when you've got that fixed and when you say, you know what, no matter what happens, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is my resolve. That is fixed. It is set. My focus is fixed. My faith is fixed. The only way that you can endure storms is when you've got an anchor deep down, when you've got something set, and when you've got that thing set in your life, when you've got your focus fixed and still, and nothing is going to adjust the lens, nothing is going to make no hurt, no offense, no disappointment, no, no, no abuse, no this or that, no matter what happens, no sickness, no illness, no, nothing is going to cause the focus of the lens of my faith to go out of focus and get all blurry. The vision is going to stay the same. I'm going to continue to have that one heart for people, one heart for God, one heart in, in seeing our community transform. I'm going to continue to stay focused. I'm not going to allow anything to shake me out of that thing. And this is what the scripture is saying here. The author of Hebrews is saying for the joy that was fixed before him, that allowed him to endure the cross. That allowed him to despise the shame. You've got to fix your focus. Come on, leaders. Uh, this is a calling to you to say, you know what? No, I've got to resolve. I've got to, I've got to go put my roots down deeper. God doesn't say he wants us to, you know, have a be a pot plant in the house of God. He says, I want you to be planted. I want you to be focused. I want your roots to go down deep. You know, whenever, whenever people hear that word about being planted in the house, oh, that's Old Testament, that's this, that. You're receiving that through the wrong heart, friend. You're receiving that through an orphan heart. You're not receiving that through a son, a heart of sonship. You're receiving, why? Because orphans hear dad speak about bring correction or talk about being planted in the house. And you know what they hear? They hear, uh-oh, he's trying to get rid of me. But a son welcomes correction, welcomes input. A son hears being planted in the house and goes, this is amazing. This is phenomenal. But an orphan's like, no, they're trying to control me. They're trying to keep me locked in. They're trying to do this. No, come on. When you're planted in the house, do you know, you don't have the same access to resource. You don't have the same access when you're just a pot plant. You've got to be planted in the house of God. You have access to things. You thought it was about control, but it was actually about releasing you into your destiny. Come on, you got to be fixed. You got to us as a team. We got to be like, all right. Come on, we're going deeper here today. We're fixed. I know I'm rusting on every week. I know I'm doing this. I know I'm doing that. But I am focused. I'm focused. I'm focused.
And I believe the Holy Spirit right now is speaking into your heart, saying, come on, it's time to realign your focus. It's time to fix your focus. You've been giving your attention to a whole lot of different things, but today is the moment. This is the, this is the moment where you've got to go, oh, I'm going to fix my focus. Got to fix my focus. You know, I'll just be honest with you. People think that <laughs> Planet Shakers, we kind of got everything together and everything's all fine and dandy. And I was just sharing with some of the guys last night that, like, we had a leaders meeting on Wednesday night. And, you know, Planet Shakers, who's fairly well known for its worship, we're a church plant like any church plant. And I'm ringing up. And I'm, you know, without sounding like an absolute weirdo, um, but, you know, I'm on one, I'm one of the elders in the church. I've got a lot of weight, I suppose, as far as the organization goes. And I'm calling around just trying to find a team for our leaders meeting to lead us in worship and for corporate prayer that we had about 250 people to. And there's this false conception that Planet Shakers just have everything, all the resources, all the everything. I just oh, keep prophesying that, would you? And so we got to Wednesday night and to our corporate prayer meeting, and which was flowing into our leaders' discipleship. And who, what did we have? Nothing. So what did we do? We just used, did what we had, did what we could with what we had. It was a prayer meeting anyway, not a piano meeting so there <laughs> we're a church plant we got feels like every Sunday honestly it's like I feels like a church full of new people at the moment and it all sounds good like and it is like God has blown our minds to be honest with you in eight months it's, it's miraculous really but the tension with that is that we've got all the people, but we don't have the depth of human resources and people that understand who we are and why we do what we do. Now, we've got a whole lot, <clears throat> whole lot of stuff happening, but I thank God for just a handful of people that are focused. Because I can get by without a keyboard, but I can't get by without focus. I can get by without all the, all the thrills and the nice bits, but I can't get by without focus. So I thank God for a team that is absolutely focused in empowering people, in releasing people, in discipling people. Our vision this year, and Pastor Russell said it like this to our leaders, he said, this is... Um, our vision this year as a church is certainly not a sexy one. You know, it's not like favor. You know, favor everyone can amen about, right? <clears throat> our, our, our vision this year is discipleship. And we've got this goal that we're going to double our, all of our small groups. Not double our attendance, just double, our, double the leaders double the amount of small groups that we have across the church. But do you know what that, that means? It means focus. One heart, 
one focus. And I just sense what the Holy Spirit's doing right now, just, just here. He's just going, come on. Realign your focus. And we're just going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to finish up. But I want to, um, yeah, what I want to do is I want to I want to put, put a call out there. The Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart, saying, hey, it's time to fix your focus. Time to lock in your focus. You've been giving your attention to all these other things, but it's time to focus. Time to give your attention to this. What a brilliant vision. What a brilliant thing God's doing in this place. One heart. One focus. And you say, Matt, yep, that's me. Could be in any area of your life, I'm not sure. Specifically regarding to you saying, you know what, yeah, I'm, I'm going to focus. This is a year. This is a year where I'm focusing. I just want you to stand to your feet. Focusing on what God's doing in this place. At one heart, I want you to have one focus. You say, Matt, yeah, come on. Would you lift your hands? Just allow the Holy Spirit to come. You know, in the next session, I'm going to be talking about moving in the Spirit. And come on, Holy Spirit's here right now. His power is in this place. Just breaking those chains of limitation. Breaking off those thoughts. Breaking off disappointment. Realigning your focus right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.